You're listening to a Wheels on the Ground production. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Come As You Are. Come As You Are is Canada's only worker-owned co-op sex shop. Trans-owned and operated, Come As You Are carefully reviews and curates their selection of sex toys, books, and DVDs. Now you can get 15% off your next purchase at comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by Clonawilly.com. Clonawilly and Clonopussy are do-it-yourself molding kits that allow anyone to make an exact replica of any penis or vulva into a sex toy at home. All materials are ethically sourced and 100% body safe. If you shop at Clonawilly.com right now and use the promo code DARKPOD at checkout, you can get 20% off site-wide. Wow! That's a deal that cannot be cloned. I talked to one of the representatives the other day, and they are more than willing to answer any questions you have about how to make your own clone willy or clone pussy, how to use the kit. They're so, so willing to go on this journey of cloning a willy or cloning a pussy with you, and they're super nice and super responsive to any concerns. So if you want to pick up your own clone willy or clone a pussy kit right now, head over to clonawilly.com and use promo code DARKPOD, that's D-A-R-K-P-O-D at checkout right now. And remember, this is a deal that cannot be cloned. Hey there, Disability After Dark listeners, Andrew here. I want to tell you all about a really awesome deal that I got from my friends and new sponsors, Adam and Eve the number one adult toy superstore, they reached out to me and they said, Andrew, we love Disability After Dark. We love your show. We love what you're doing. And we were wondering if you wanted to run some ads for us. And I was like, fuck yes, I do. But what are my awesome listeners going to get if I run ads for you? What are they going to get out of this? And they came back with a really fantastic deal that I want to share with you right now. I hope you're getting comfy, cozy, and crippled because this deal is pretty great. If you go to AdamEve.com, you can pick out almost any item in the store, almost any one item in the store, for 50% off. That means you can get one dildo, one lube, and one thing of lingerie if you want for 50% off. And then, once you get that one item for half price, they throw in even more free stuff. Let me tell you all about it. Okay, so you got your one item at half price in your bag and you're ready to go, but guess what? This offer also includes 10 free items on top of that that other item. So you get one free item for penis havers, one free item for vulva havers, one free item for couples, and then you also get six free movies from the AdamEve.com website. You can get your favorite porn or an educational film. I love free movies. They're so awesome. This is such a great deal. And then, on top of that, you also get free shipping. What could be better? This is such a great offer.
So to redeem this great offer, what you're going to do is you're going to go to adameve.com. You're going to go to checkout and you're going to type in dark pod. That's D-A-R-K-P-O-D at checkout. And you're going to get one item, almost anything in the store at 50% off. And then you're going to get those 10 free gifts, absolutely free as part of your offer. This is such a great deal. And this is just for you, Disability After Dark listeners. And I hope you run over to AdamEve.com and take advantage of it right now. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. This is a podcast that looks at disability stories. It's like sitting down with a really close friend to have a real conversation about disability, sexuality, and everything else about the disability experience that we don't talk about. The things about being disabled we keep in the dark. Here is your deliciously disabled host, disability awareness consultant, Andrew Gerza. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to the show, friends. And thank you so much for clicking on this brand new episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories. I am your disabled daddy, Andrew Gerza. Let's get comfy, cozy, and crippled, shall we? And get this show started, everybody. First things first, if you want to support the show and get the show one day early and a special awkward, sexy shout-out from your disabled daddy, Andrew Gerza, you can go to our Patreon. Let me try again. You can go to our Patreon and go to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark and pledge $1 a month all the way up to $5 a month, or you can even pledge a yearly amount if that works for your budget. And you can do... You can... You will then get the show one day early and completely ad-free, as well as a weird, awkward shout-out for me. Something like this. Hey, friend. Your name is Friend, and it rhymes with Bend. And I think you have a nice lens. It's not going to be a very good pun, but you'll get something like that. Um, And then it'll be me saying thank you for... Supporting the show. So if you want to get the show one day early, completely ad-free, along with a weird pun from me, then uh, support the show at patreon.com slash disability after dark. And let me know what other kind of perks you want on the show, because that's cool, right? Um, I want to make the, the Patreon for you, and I want to make things that you are excited to support. So let me know what things you want from the Disability After Dark universe via the patreon to make you want to pledge it really helps me out a lot and i would really appreciate it but now let's get on to the show oh yeah hold on wait just before the show forgot to tell you that on june 23rd the disability after dark merchandise will be launching isn't that amazing that is four days from right now. And when I when I am recording this, I don't have any of the links or anything ready for how it's going to happen. But when I get those, check out my socials at AndrewGerza underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And you can buy your own Disability After Dark merch, which is going to say our catchphrase. Shining a bright light on disability stories. And right now, the merch I have and the main merch that you'll see on there when I send the link is... 
uh, white t-shirts with purple writing that says Shining a Bright Light on Disability Stories. Super excited by that. And then you'll see also some stuff on my socials on that day where I'm wearing where I'm wearing the the merchandise and I'll I'll do a little maybe a little ad on that day on the pod to say where to go. But really excited for that. Can't wait for you to see them and I hope you snatch them up because they're a limited time offer. Well, they're probably not, but we'll see how I feel about it. It's my very first merch. I am so excited because I've never had merch and I tried merch a long time ago to make my own merch and it just didn't go very far. Um, so this merch for the podcast with Teespring um, is really cool because they said we love your podcast and we want to do it with you. So I'm really excited for you, the wonderful Disability After Dark listener, to have something to wear from your favorite podcast. Obviously, mine. So, and and let me know also what kind of a what kind of merch you'd want to have and what kind of things you'd want the merch to say around it regarding Disability After Dark. And then I'll let the team know and we'll go from there. But so excited, June twenty June twenty third is the official launch of the merch, and I will keep you posted via a drop-in ad on the pod and on my socials about how that's all going to go down. All right, but now... Oh, I burped. Let's try again. Now, really, on to the show. Friends and thems, this is one of the biggest interviews that I think I've done on the show, and it came out of left field. Really kind of happened lightning fast, and I am so... Thank goodness for social media, because that's how this happened. So I have watched this next guest on their videos twice a week, and I love their videos. I love their content. I, I've, I've been watching them for a while now, and I just thought I want to reach out to this person and, and talk to them about their experience with chronic pain and disability and, and their experience with, you know, their condition Anglosing spondylitis. I sat down with one of the Try Guys. Oh my goodness. So, so exciting. So, so cool. I sat down with Zach Kornfeld of Try Guys fame. And here's how it happened. Let me tell you all about it. I've been watching their videos the last couple years. And Zach's been continuously kind of talking about his journey with chronic pain. And I just thought, you know, I'll send him a tweet. I'll tweet him and see if maybe he would respond, thinking, you know, he's cool and hip and is really busy being a Try Guy. He'll never respond to me. Um, And, you know, so I put out the tweet and just said, hey, I love what you're doing, talking about your condition, ankylosing spondylitis, and I want to make sure that, you know, I'd love to talk with you. Do you want to see if you would want to come on the show? And again, I sent this tweet thinking nothing would come of it, no big deal. Within... 20 minutes this awesome human responded and said sure let's do it let's let's get on the show and so we traded some emails back and forth last week and said like you know here's a date to do it we sat down literally upon recording this like four days ago and just had a chat about his experience with ankylosing spondylitis how it affected him we talk about whether or not he sees himself as disabled we talk about how these conditions and this this condition and this disease affects his his you know ability as a performer and his ability as a 
a social um, a YouTuber and, and how that affects his content. We talk about you know things that he hopes that he can do as his ankylosing spondylitis progresses. We talk about whether or not he sees himself as a disabled community member and whether he feels like he has the right to claim that title, which so many guests on the show have grappled with that. It was so cool to sit down with him and just explore chronic pain and explore his 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 experience of ankylosing spondylitis. And it also really humanized, I think, when we watch our favorite people on YouTube, we f- sometimes forget that they're just people dealing with stuff. And being able to sit with him and talk about this stuff really made me be like, oh, well, if I can talk to Zach about this stuff, maybe I can do different cool content on my channel. And it was really cool to just sit with another content creator who is, you know, grappling with chronic pain like I do every day and grappling with with chronic illness and maybe thinking, are they disabled? All the things that you know that I talk about on this show all the time. To do it with somebody of such a grand scale was so cool and I was so nervous, but he's such a great guy and I'm so excited for you to hear the interview. So I'm going to stop rambling. Without further ado, let's explore the question, is Zach Kornfeld disabled? Right now on Disability After Dark. Nice. That was, I've never had that right? before. It was super yelly. <laughs> I love it. Um, Zach Kornfeld, hello. Hello, Andrew. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure to have you. I think you're the most famous person that I've had on the show ever. So this feels... <laughs> oh, my God. This feels wow. very weird. <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I love being called famous. That's cool. I mean, I've, most I've, been, famous. I've been watching your videos for, for several years now. So when you tweeted me the I other day and said, Let, let's do it, I was like, this feels very weird, but also really cool. So... I'm excited you're here and I'm excited that we're going to dive into some disability stuff today. I'm stoked. I mean, yeah, diving into disability stuff uh, sounds like a blast. Uh, I, I'm excited to chat and learn and share my experience and, and hear about yours. And I, it's something that, you know, my, my experience with ankylosing spondylitis has taken up a lot of my time and, and brain power over the last couple of years. And frankly, I'm still processing it. So any opportunity I have to talk about it uh, is helpful for me and hopefully it's helpful for other people as well. No, that's awesome. And that's the whole point of my show is to like shine a light on stories that we don't often hear. And like when you, again, when you, when I heard you start to talk about it on your channel, I was like, this is, I heard, I'd heard about the condition before I knew what it was sort of. And by that, I mean, yeah. I didn't really know shit, but I knew what I, I, I'm in, I, I had never heard of it. Are you kidding me? I'm like, wait, you heard about this thing? I'd heard about it from like, you know, other disabled, other disabled people that I knew, but I was like, I don't really know what it is. And so when I saw you talk about it on such a big platform, I was like, this is cool. Like, this is important yeah. because like we don't, and we'll get into this more later, but we don't really get into in popular culture disability stuff. Mm. And when, so the, the last few videos of yours that I watched, hearing you like be the one try guy that's really talked about it. I was like, this is great because we don't have this everywhere awesome to hear i mean it's funny so i talked about it a little bit at first when i first got diagnosed and then i stopped a little bit you know i i I peppered it into my other content but i really wanted to take a little while to 
learn what the fuck I was talking about. Look, and the first video I made, I pronounced the disease wrong. <laughs> like this video that now has over what five million views, I say the name incorrectly. So I'm like, okay, I need to take a second and like learn about this condition that I have uh, before I go speaking and using my platform. But it for me all goes back to um, the mental health problems I had as a child. So I had obsessive compulsive disorder and um, childhood depression. It's just depression, but you're a kid, right? Yeah. So, uh, and not to have a huge derailing conversation about that, but one thing that really, really helped me when I was in maybe sixth or seventh grade, we did one day on OCD in health class, just one day. And they gave us this list of painters and, and directors and all of these incredible artists and I don't remember anyone on the list except for Stanley Kubrick. And it was like, what do they all have in common? These people all have obsessive compulsive disorder. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not alone. And maybe like all these people that I love are different and cool because of this thing. Not to say that, you know, you need um, to struggle to make great art, but it, yeah. it was super helpful and comforting. And I knew in that moment and every uh, moment in life thereafter that if I could share my story if it could help someone else to help them feel less alone to help them understand the world whatever uh, it's a wonderful privilege and opportunity to be able to share my experience in any way if it can help someone else the way that that helped me I mean that's so awesome now we've, we've just jumped right in so for yeah let's go for it we're yeah. no 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 for anybody for anybody who has no idea who you are and no idea why I brought you on here but let's let's back up a little bit yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Can you introduce yourself to the audience? Tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. Uh, my name is Zach Kornfeld. I'm best known as one of the four Try Guys. We are a YouTube channel, a comedy quartet, now uh, a growing, budding YouTube empire in the making. But we've been making videos together for God, six, almost seven years. And it's really just all about uh, making videos that uh, dabble in... <laughs> uh, understanding the lives and passions of other people. So we've done everything from uh, fighting UFC fighters to swimming with sharks to trying drag to, I mean, a lot of our early videos were just uh, in the early days of viral video, trying things that women know suck that men are willfully <laughs> ignorant about. And uh, over the last couple of years, you know, our, our content has evolved a lot. We've gone in a lot of new directions and really the Try Guys has become a vehicle for my three co-creators and myself to explore our creative passions and just make stuff we think is cool, make stuff that we think is important, and hopefully uh, make stuff that people like and is is a nice little uh, buddy in your life. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird you... way to say that. The fight, buddy in your life, Andrew. Don't nod as if that's a real thing. That I mean, it was a, it was a little <laughs> weird, but I was like, look, if that's what you want to go, sure, we'll go. <laughs> Um, you know, I've been following you since since you. I, I remember stumbling on the Try Guys like just one day when I was born on YouTube, and I was like, "This is cool." And I remember I've been watching it grow, and I like how the channel is so so diverse and so like different, and every video is not the That's same. Cool. And there are like weird series within video. It's I really enjoy what you're doing because I too am a content creator, so I know how hard it is to like make that content and make that what you're doing. It's really tough. I appreciate that. And, and we're always trying to push in new directions. I mean, you say the word diverse. I think the content is diverse. We're trying to diversify 
on, you know, the people that are on camera, the yeah. people behind the camera trying to really look the try guys in its uh, origin was a vehicle to frankly tell other people's stories. Um, I think our best videos were ones where we, you know, are the way in for the audience. And then we just step the fuck back and let yeah. someone really incredible have the spotlight. Um, so it's something that's been really wonderful to be a part of. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you like the videos and, and it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a pretty special, lucky thing that we've stumbled upon. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty great. Um, so I want to dive right into the disability stuff because the reason why I asked you on here is because you're a, I would say, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, whatever feels good to you, but I would say you're a burgeoning disability creator going to be soon. I, yeah, I like that. I mean, we were talking just a little bit before the podcast started, and I've wondered if I do qualify as disabled and I haven't been comfortable using that verbiage because I am still learning about the community and understanding where I, I fall. Um, and I do, I have a bunch of questions about that, but I want to go just right at the beginning. So just for people who are like, who, who want to understand more about what your, what I would say your disabilities or conditions are, if yeah. you were to describe your disability <clears throat> or conditions to the audience, tell us, tell me how they, impact your day-to-day -day and how you deal with them? Yeah, so I have uh, ankylosing spondylitis, which is a chronic illness uh, and leaves me with a ton of chronic pain. So for people who don't know that condition and how it works, basically uh, it's an autoimmune disease in which your body breaks down the ligaments in between your bone and then your body goes, dude, I'm so sorry about that. Can I put more bone there? And you're like, no body, stupid. So uh, <laughs> I have some partial fusion in my hips um, and then, uh, like little bone spurs growing off part of my spine. Um, and, you know, it's hard to say exactly, but I'm probably 20-ish years into this. Um, you know, I look back at my childhood and, it's, and I go, oh, wow, it was all, all the signs were there. How did no one catch this? How did I not catch this? And it's, you know, the classic, like you just, your pain increases slowly over time. And that's the only reality that you know. So, where I'm at right now, um, I just live with a baseline of pain all the time. And, you know, it's hard for many people, even in my life, to understand that. Um, I, I imagine less hard for the listeners of your podcast to understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's uh, I have inflammatory pain, nerve pain, and some muscle pain. And it is quite challenging to know the difference between them. So I get very stiff in the mornings and at night I have really bad pain insomnia where I will wake up, um, you know, several times every single night, no matter what I do. Um, and a lot of my pain is really focused in my neck, uh, upper, upper spine and in my hips. I guess the easiest way to explain it is that um, ankylosing spondylitis is an arthritic condition and it's just uh, like spine arthritis. <laughs> That's fun. the easiest one. Yeah. Fun. So like I, you know, as somebody who uses a wheelchair, I'm a full-time wheelchair user and I have fusion in my hips too. And I have contractures in my body too. So like, yeah. I know what that pain is. And like to know that we're both sitting here doing this review and we're all happy and peppy and up, even though we're like dying inside, that feels, that feels kind of good though. I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I might wiggle my butt a couple hundred times while we're talking, but eventually I will find a position that's comfortable for five minutes. <laughs> Great. So you just get five minutes of reprieve and that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and so in what other ways does it like, if you're just day to day, in, other than pain insomnia and like 
trouble positioning, what how how would you categorize it? It's you know, it's something where it doesn't really. How do I say this? So, the the most limitations I have from it, I would say, are the brain fog associated with it, um, especially from not sleeping. Though I do believe some of the brain fog is just from the disease itself. I, I'm not actually 100% positive there. Um, yeah. But the challenging thing, and this is where the real mind fuck comes in with, with any invisible illness, is that I technically can physically do most things. I will just pay an untold price for it later. So I really need to, uh, it's really important for me to know my limitations uh, and set boundaries for myself. And oftentimes I will find myself in situations, especially filming videos where I go, I tell myself as we're going to set, like, okay, don't do that thing. Don't do that thing. And then I get set. I'm like, that'd be pretty funny if I did that thing though. And then I'm out for three days because I'm just like inflamed and I'm in pain. Um, so it's, I, I, I pay the price after the fact. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of, that was, that was leads into my next question exactly, which was literally that. Like we've seen you do so many things on camera that are really physical from, you know, the one that's coming to mind right now is like the breaking into the house and doing the standing lot, like doing all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, being being kidnapped, all that stuff. And and the latest one was the, the president's fitness challenge that I watched. And so like, that was super physical. And so, you know, we see you do all the stuff on camera and we see kind of the character that you're playing on camera a little bit be there, but what, what, pre what happens to you when the camera's off when it's like done and you're like, okay, I'm dying now. So the reality is there are several things from early years, try guys that I probably could not do if we were to do again today. Um, and I'm trying to be really intentional with what I'm involved in and what I'm not involved in. For instance, uh, you know, Try Guys fans will be excited to know we're doing a pole dancing video. They'll be unexcited to know that I'm sitting that one out. I just, there's no- there's I was so excited for a minute. I, was... I, I mean, now, now that I say that, I'm also gonna be out of town. So I planned it when like guys do it without me. Now that I think about like, I could do a very, uh, 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 what is it? I could do a, sorry, a different version of it. Oh shit, you know what? I'm gonna need to hold and can, can we time out real quick? Yeah, no worries. I'll be right back. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I could do another, my own version of pole dancing, but I can't go full out. Um, right now, anything that I do on camera from this point forward, I'm trying to only do things that I can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but certainly, like, we went on tour, uh, not last summer, but the summer before. Oh, just judo chop my glasses. Um, and that was really challenging. Like we were dancing and in order to do that show, I had about an hour long physical therapy warm up before the show, adrenaline would take over and I would <laughs> leave it all out on the stage. And then after the show, while everyone was packing up, you know, to get into the tour bus, I would have to do another 45 minutes of stretching and recovery 
um, and icing just to make sure that my body would not swell up and, and scream at me for the next show. Um, yeah. and certainly by the end of, you know, by show 20, my body was like, Hey, maybe we, uh, <laughs> maybe we go take a nice vacation after this. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I'm, I'm trying to not, I think it would be also irresponsible for me to do things that I shouldn't do, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to be very open with my condition. So I don't want to, you know, do something on camera and then suffer in private off camera. And then people watch and go, well, Zach can do that. So I should be able to do that too. Yeah. He was fine. Yeah. Was it, is it frustrating for you to see your co-creators being able to like, you know, when you were on tour and you had to take those like 90 minutes, you know, in between of, of stretching and stuff, is it frustrating that you can't just go out there and be, you know, quote unquote normal, whatever that is? Yeah. I mean, yes, but honestly, it's, that doesn't bother me as much as just the pain. I'd say the pain is the most frustrating part. Um, uh, But certainly, you know, there's a little bit of, of sadness of, you know, knowing that there are some videos in the future where I'm going to have to say no or modify in some certain way, you know, there, there's a loss associated there. And um, it's, it's a little sad, but I am also just pivoting and finding the leaning into the things that I can do and can enjoy. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's, you know, given the platform you have and given what you build, I think there's a huge possibility for different kinds of shows where it's like have a series where all Zach does is hang out for the day and read like reads a book on the, in the video like who knows there's sounds stuff, great there's like things you could do that are totally disability related that I think 100%. will like open up your audience a bit too because it'll say to the people that are watching hard to say like oh well I can't you know pole dance but I can you know do this or this and there's content that includes me too and I think that's the biggest you know it's funny because I'm now hearing us talk about this back and forth. And there's someone out there who's listening who's like, uh, excuse me, I'm disabled and I'm an incredible pole dancer. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. that's true. Like, what am I talking about? So I don't think that it's, it's more like sometimes I'm going to sit it out because I know myself and I know I'm going to put myself in a position where I'm going to push myself too far and pay the price. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just kind of choosing a little more intelligently what videos I'm going to uh, take part in. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's been pretty okay. And I think that's really, really awesome that you're like able to know what your limits are because I think when we're disabled and we live with chronic pain and all these things, we don't, sometimes you don't want to have limits. You're like, fuck it, I want to do this. It, it, it's so hard. I mean, it's funny. I'm now like looking, pulling up our channel because I'm like, what have I done lately that I had to say <laughs> that I had to record? Um, no, it's, it's so hard. And especially with any sort of invisible illness, like I just, I don't, I can't see it. I don't actually know what makes me hurt. And I don't know when I'm getting better. I don't know when I'm getting worse. I right now am about as optimized I can be for pain reduction. I have adopted a vegan diet. I've adopted this, this exercise routine and it's very normal, very regular. Like there's not I'm trying to just take out any of the variabilities that may cause me flare-ups of pain, right? Yeah. So I'm like two months into this routine and out of nowhere, two weeks ago, I had three of the absolute worst days I have ever had in my entire pain history. I was, I couldn't sleep. I was in severe pain. My brain was foggy. It was like 4 p.m. every day. And I'm like, come on, brain, are you going to wake up? Can we get anything done today? The answer was no, three days in a row. I don't know why. 
uh, and then the next day I was fine again. I have no fucking idea. That is infuriating. That is frustrating. That is flustering. And I have, you know, and there's, there's nothing that I can point to and be like, ah, it's because I ate that spicy pepper or yeah. ah, it's because I tried to run that thing that I shouldn't have done. Just, it just happened. Yeah. And that I think the, that's such a common experience that I hear with disabled people being like, I just don't know. Like I live with chronic pain. I live with IBS. And there's days where you're like, I don't know what I'm going to feel like shit or shit myself. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. And it's literally, it's so frustrating because, you know, as creators and as people who work for ourselves and you have it, like you have teams to manage too, I'm sure. So it's really, yeah. I'm, I can imagine the, the pressure to like not be, not having to, to send an email that's like, I got to cancel today because my body broke down. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, not fun to, you never want to kiss. Also, I, this is coupled with the um, severe personality defect where my entire life happiness has always been directly correlated to my creative output and my, and my sense of quote unquote accomplishments. So now it's like, okay, I'm in pain and I can't even make anything today. Yeah. But sometimes it's, I'm trying to learn how to just be kinder to myself and on those days to to reset my expectations and, and understand the wins that I am having. Um, but it's it's uh, some it's a lesson I'm continuing to learn. Have you gotten more comfortable sending those weird canceling emails? Like, hey, listen, this thing is going like having a pain flare today, not gonna be in. Thanks so much. Bye. A hundred percent. And the thing that actually I'm struggling with right now is I'm trying to get to a place where I send that text or I tell someone on the phone and they don't go, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, stop, stop. <laughs> I'm okay. I just, I just, I need to suck. To, like, I, life just needs to suck today. I don't need like pity because now I'm going to feel like worse. worse. It's just, I, I have enough going on. I don't need your emotional baggage as well. And so like, this is a question that I had later, but I want to ask it now. How does, how do your other co-creators, like how have they, what have the responses been to you being like, here's my conditions, here's what I live with, how do they feel about it? You know, to their credit, they have just really tried to listen. Um, and I think they've done a really good job at that. Uh, and I say that because we are all very talkative people. <laughs> so anytime <laughs> that the room is silent, I'm like, wow, look at that. Um, no, but they've obviously been as understanding and supportive as possible, both in you know, whatever I need to do around our content um, to make myself happy and comfortable, uh, as whatever I have to do around the work that we all share, you know, they've very gladly and willfully taken up some of the slack on days where I need it, um, but also in allowing me the avenues to explore this part of my identity and the content on the channel. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the one that I really fell in love with was when you reviewed like the the pain products from Amazon I was like yeah, this is amazing this is perfect and that's fun yeah part of why I was like I'm just gonna send that tweet and see what happens because I was like this content we don't have a lot of that on in popular media especially in YouTube land disability discussions are like there are a few big disabled creators but they're not there's not a big platform like you with millions of people watching saying like yeah I live with chronic pain here's my deal I'm trying, I, I'm thrilled to hear that. And cause I was actually pretty afraid <laughs> releasing that video. Um, not because I thought that people weren't gonna like it but because I'm like, I hope that all of the information's right. I hope that I don't say something where someone who knows more than I do is like, what are you talking about? Um, 
but it's a really hard needle to thread in something that I'm trying to do more of. I, hopefully I continue to nail it, which is um, create mass popular entertainment that speaks to this ex very specific experience that, that we share. Yeah. Um, and that video, and I have a couple, I think I have one coming out on Saturday as well. Um, and I have a couple as the summer goes on, I'm trying to make things that take all my learnings from the try guys and like, Hey, this is a really fun video. If you know nothing about this, you're just going to have a fun time laughing and, and all that, but you're also going to come out of it and you are going to learn some, some goddamn empathy. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to learn what it is like to have to test 20 different items from Amazon just to see if one of them gives you even 10 minutes of pain relief. Um, so that's, that's what I'm going for right now. And I mean, I felt that was such a powerful video because it was funny. It was totally Try Guys content. Like it wasn't like, yeah. a, it wasn't like a very special series Try Guys. It was like yeah, yeah. totally normally. Today on a very special episode of the Try Guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was totally like your normal content that was fun and relatable to everybody. But for a disabled person with pain watching, we all went, oh, like this, this is for us. Great, good. Oh, I'm thrilled to hear. Um, and so that was that. I remember watching that one and being like, okay great i'm gonna send that tweet and then the other one that i watched was when you did the fitness test and you said ableist and i literally was like wait did he just say that on wow and i had to watch it back two or three times because obviously i use the word a lot in my work i know what it means i talk about it every day but it's not something that we hear on on a platform like that so i was like wow i think that's the first time in in all the time that i've been watching your channel that i've that i've heard that word so i had to be like this is a big... Yeah, it might be. Um, well, I, yeah. It's funny that you bring that up because in that same video to hold myself accountable, I also, uh, I instead of saying disabled, I said differently abled. And someone tweeted at me and said, what the fuck, Zach? Are you like, are you afraid to say disabled? It's not a bad word. And, and I wasn't. It was just one of those moments where sometimes you, your brain sputters and you go like, am I... Am I is is differently abled even more of a broadly um, inclusive category? And then I went, no, I, I think it's just the word I made up. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and so I, but that was like I personally, I don't know how other creators feel about it. Like when I say something wrong, I want people to tell me because I want to learn and I want to do better and I want to. So I, I took that as a learning experience. But yeah, I in that same video, I. I, I did something good and I, I fucked yeah, up too. I, I think I remember hearing that and being like, oh, but at the same time, I was like, you know, it's a learning process. And I think with disability language, and I say this like every week on the show, basically, disability language is so varied depending on who you're talking to and depending on mm. the experience someone has. So I always try to listen to like how the person is saying it. And if you're using differently able, like, oh, you're differently able, like you're a fucking asshole, then okay, then, then it's a problem. But if you're just saying it like, oh, you're differently able than I, you know, and you're trying to be inclusive. And even if you're using it wrong, like hopefully the person you're, you're saying it to will gently be like, cool, can we use this language instead? Um, but, you know, to speak to your larger point about feeling afraid about using the word, I don't think that fear is a bad thing. I think it's just a journey you're on. Yeah. Well, and it, I, it speaks to the fact that uh, I'm going to say something you'd be like, yeah, no shit, Zach. Uh, there is such horribly poor uh, disability education within this country and communication around it, where I am now only beginning to learn about the disability community because I am becoming part of it, right? And 
prior to that, I, I, I did not think of disabled. I didn't think about the language I was using around it. I didn't think about the ways in which society disables people. I didn't like that. That was not something that really clicked in my brain. And I now see it clearly in a way I wish I had before and want to do more to help other people see it as well. See, and I think that I think that's what I love about this journey is because I'm a wheelchair user. I'm really, really disabled. Like, there's no way you can't tell I'm, I have a disability. Um, mm-hmm. And I, even I, having been doing this kind of stuff for like 10 years and working in this professionally as a freelancer, will say stuff that's like, okay, someone should remind me that I said that wrong. Like, mm-hmm. like you're never gonna, you're never gonna get it right 100%. And someone's always gonna be like, no, I don't agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, welcome to the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's real fun, real fun. Um, but no, when you said ableist, like I remember watching it being like, that's just so important because people are going to watch him from all over the world say that and go, oh, he's speaking about something I understand. And so for me, it was just a really, that's, that's, that was the video where I was like, okay, I'm going to send the tweet now. Because I was like, oh, we can have a conversation about that. And I think... What delighted me, uh, granted, the comment section, not a place you should spend too much time in, but I like to look at it for signals about the video. And that moment was the the undisputed highlight of the video. So I was like, okay, cool. It's resonating in a way that I I had hoped, but didn't fully expect. Uh, And it was a line, you know, I don't watch every cut of every single video, though I 99% 99% of them, but I kept watching the video to make sure like, okay, this line better fucking stay in. Okay, it did, cool, we're good. <laughs> no, I mean, it was, again, so powerful. And it was like, I just I just felt like, and I wanted to see more of that. Immediately after that, I was like, okay, he needs to do five more videos talking about this. <laughs> and like talking about his journey with it because, because of the platform and because everyone in the world is watching you in a way yeah. that is so accessible now, it could be really great. You know, what's very funny is that, uh, so I'm getting very sweet, very supportive messages of people wanting more content about this and saying like, when's the next one? When's the next one? I'm like, hey, you remember the part where I said I'm in pain every single day? It's going to take me a couple months to get <laughs> to get through releasing them all. I'm working on them, I, I promise. Yeah, like it's not going to happen overnight. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's really great to see that people are excited because I think, you know, in... You know, again, in, in YouTube land, disability is not really touched on a lot. It's mm. many of the big creators like you don't really go there or they'll do that again. They'll do a very special episode, you know, but then that's it. And it's like you having such a platform and being able to do stuff like, like I'm thinking you could do candy competition type stuff with disability that could be really like. Wow, and- that didn't even occur to me. Oh, my God, that is wonderful. <laughs> I mean, it would be silly and like ridiculous, but like, yeah. like I'm thinking about like you could do which restaurants at the local area are accessible or which like food places are accessible. There's so many things you could do with that. Oh shit. That's cool. I mean, and that's like, that's just a broad b- belief I have about content in general is that serious things don't always have to be serious. Like everyone wants to smile and laugh and have fun and have an escape and I also think that that's how people learn. You know, it's been a core of our content from the beginning. No matter what we are teaching you about, we're even if it is the most intensely serious thing that we could be talking about. I want to punctuate it with laughs and comedy and relief because that's going to make it more enjoyable. It's going to make you want to watch this thing. Um, I, I just I 
that's that's how I treat all of the content. And so for this for this part of me, it's it's no different. I want this to be the most fun video on the channel, and I want you to walk away going, oh oh my god, I I, I know something now that I did not know before. And I mean, I think you know that's important because a lot of disability content that is on the internet is very medical, is very serious, sure. is very somber, is very like, that's why with this show, it's sometimes it's serious. And sometimes I do like, you know, is this self-care thing accessible? Let's talk about that for an hour. Is mm-hmm. this sexual position accessible? Let's talk about that for an hour. Like ways yeah. to make people giggle and laugh about the silliness and absurdity of what we're doing. But like, like I said, I'd love to see when you're able to, and when your body's not screaming in pain, do like different <laughs> content with the other co-creators. It's like, let's explore if this is accessible or not. Let's explore like how this works. Could be a really yeah. fun, like thing to play around with. I think that's super cool. I mean, you're, um, you're doing my job for me right now. Yeah, you know, so you just can keep just, brainstorming ideas. I love you can just send that royalty <laughs> check to <laughs> no, Okay, good, good. Um, yeah, and I'm thinking about like what the video you did a couple of years ago where you like pretended to be old for a day and you put on all those mm-hmm. like aging suits. Hugely eye-opening for me. Um, I mean, that video ended up really just being about accessibility. Uh, to, to give context, because I cut you off. Yes, we did a, a whole old age series exploration. We did prosthetics, but we also wore these suits that were developed by the Age Lab at MIT. And it was meant to simulate the ways that uh, you know, look, frankly, bodies break down as we get older. You don't have the strength that you used to have. You don't have the mobility that you used to have, the vision, the, the, the eyesight. And what we all learned incredibly quickly is, again, something that I imagine most of your listenership knows. This world is horribly inaccessible from the, the mispaved sidewalks on, on, uh, in L.A. to the places that don't have ramps to... Uh, probably the, your the house right ass- now probably your house right now oh my god yeah I you're right you're 100 percent. my house uh is not accessible yep it, <laughs> I, I, we, ju- we just moved in so I I have a little bit of an excuse but yeah there's like there's just I don't have a ramp on my on my front uh porch so and certainly no um no banister for my grandmother so uh yeah it's just like we can build a better world for all of us that will benefit all of us, but we are so, as a people, broadly speaking, myopic and short-sighted. And so even people who say like, well, I have no disability whatsoever. I'm fine. The world works great for me. Yeah, but it's not always going to work great for you. So why don't you make it like cooler for the future you? And in the meantime, everyone else can enjoy it too. But uh, we're stupid. Uh, it, is, it is so true we are um i wanted to ask you a little bit about your like how does the as affect you just your overall relationship with your partner and having a having a partner who as far as we know publicly doesn't have a disability um yeah so uh, i mean i would say it was challenging in the beginning because before i got my diagnosis it my as really took a toll on my energy and there were times where I couldn't verbalize why I was so exhausted. And to, to any other person's view, I was just being lazy. So, you know, after work, like there, there was about a month where she was like, can we mount the TV? And I'm like, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll mount the TV. Um, do you mind though, if I just lay down for a little bit, it's been a really long day. And that's like, she never got pissed at me, but I could tell there was a little bit of like, 
what the fuck dude <laughs> like yeah. can you just just come do this thing like why are you in her vision i was just kicking things down the road but what it really was is that i was out like i was spent my spoons were gone i had nothing left to give and it took me even after getting a diagnosis a little while to understand that myself and then verbalize it to her and she's but she is also at the same time the only reason i got a diagnosis when i did um i had been living in this perpetual state of unbelievable denial for a very long time and she came into my life and was like are you what the what are you talking about you don't sleep what are you, what are you talking about you're in pain all the time that's you know that they're you need to go to a doctor right and i'm like really <laughs> are you sure because i think this is just how my body's always felt she's like that's not normal no go no go get help um so she has been you know my uh number one yeah, obviously the number one person I'm marrying her. Uh, she, she's been wonderful on the whole process. Um, I'd say where I'm at now with it is I'm very conscious of wanting to have other people in my life I can talk to about yeah. my pain and about my worst days because I want to be able to share everything with her, but I also don't want to unload everything onto her. And I think that this is a, a piece of advice that I had gotten from uh, a much uh, uh, someone who'd been married for a long time um, who had AS. And, and that was one of his big piece of advice for keeping kind of the health of the relationship. He's like, don't, don't turn your partner into your caregiver, right? Like allow yourself some separation where you can have fun with them and you have another outlet to, to, you know, be vulnerable when you, yeah, bitch and yeah. moan. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm not, that's not to say that I'm hiding anything from her. I just, I don't want her to always be worried about me um, because she's an incredibly empathetic person. And I, I don't, yeah. Does, does that make being, sense? Yeah. Does her being uh, anybody who doesn't know, your partner's a nurse, right? Right. Exactly. She's literally a nurse. So like, <laughs> it, it's very easy for me to be like, Maggie, can you help me please? <laughs> And she's like, no, I'm doing five things. Go over here. No. Um, yeah, yeah. But does her being a nurse make you more comfortable like exploring disability with her and talking about those things? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I'll say that um, I definitely lean on her for, hmm, what is it? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I definitely am able to lean on her more for consultation of like what I'm doing with my medicine Cause I was like, Hey, they gave me this medicine. It's like an immunosuppressant, but like, I don't even know what that means. It's like, Oh, well that means this, we should talk about that. Um, and so I, she's just, she's a really, uh, quite a valuable, uh, fighter in my corner. Yeah. I like that. That, that I mean, and, and I like that also, like she, she helped you get diagnosed because so many people with disabilities, if they're lucky enough to have partnership, because for many of us, the world is so inaccessible that partnership doesn't even happen sometimes. But, yeah. you know, if you do find a partner that wants to explore disability with you, like you'll have to come in being like, oh, I was diagnosed with this and it's all this stuff. To have somebody that's able to go on that journey with you probably feels super nice. It, it is really nice. And I will say that there have been times where she, like, I'll say something and she's I, like, I mispronounce something and she corrects me. And I'm like, she's like, that's not the name of your medicine. It's this. I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks. Uh, so that's, <laughs> been quite valuable 
I actually, you tweeted something the other day that I, I did actually relate to quite a bit. Um, oh no, what did I tweet? I'm scared. What did I, I want to pull it up because I want to get it right. Um, well, okay, here it is. And it, it made me bummed out. And okay, you wrote, sometimes I have crippling anxiety that I am unlovable because I'm disabled, very disabled. And that means that I need more than most. And I read that and I was like, the fuck are you talking about, Andrew? No, no. And then I heard myself say that to you. And I'm like, wait, Zach, what are you talking about? No, cool. <laughs> and so it like made me instantly bummed out, but then also made me feel great because I realized that you're fucking wrong. And that means I'm wrong. And of course we are both absolutely lovable. I I'd say that the, the fear that I have more acutely is like fear of, of not being able to be a good enough father and, and all of that. Yeah, so I mean, when I wrote that tweet, that's, that's what I was talking about too. Like there are things about my disability that require me to be to be super vulnerable all the time and like there's yeah. unfortunately in our society we have caste systems of what you know what a partner is supposed to do and how they're supposed to react yeah. and so because I've never I'm 37 now which makes me feel super old but hmm. I you know I haven't had the experiences of being with partners and and exploring that stuff with somebody so there are more and you know I use Twitter as my personal journal obviously <laughs> So, I'm sorry for outing your journal entry. I hope that's okay. I know oh, it's fine. It's fine. It went, out, it went out to all my followers. But but you know, I put that out there because I think we also should talk about the stuff that scares us. I think there's yeah. a big push in the disability community and in the non-disabled community to see disabled people as like super strong all the time and not really talking about the stuff that is hard. So I feel like my job as a disabled creator is to be like let me get in the shit with you and talk about it for a second and hope that mm. what I'm saying sticks. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's going to be, in a, I'm, I'm, there's one of the chronic pain videos I'm working on that is going to take many, many months, if not a year. So eventually people will see it, but in it, I talk about and, and, you know, nearly break down crying on camera that my most acute fear is that I will not be able to carry my kid um, just because holding a, you know, 15 pound of mush, that, that's hard. <laughs> that's going to hurt me a lot. I, I went over my co-creator, Ned. He has a, an adorable three-year-old son, Wes. He's 35 pounds and we were playing tag in the backyard, which is incredible because I can walk and I'm still faster than him. So I was like, oh my God, I haven't felt like this. <laughs> since I was a kid um but I thought it'd be really cute if like like he, I let him catch me right so I I like folded to the ground and then he like tackled me on top and it, I didn't feel anything the next day it felt like I got hit by a fucking freight train I my body because I was like oh yeah a 35 pound weight was jumping on top of my body of course but that's what that to me, I'm like, well, shit, then what am I going to do? And so I'm really trying everything I can to, you know, prep my body so that things like that won't hurt me as much, but I may not get there. And, and I think just because that is the case does not mean that I can't have a kid. Of course, I can still have a kid. Of course, I can still be a great father, but there's that voice in the back of my head. Yeah, and I mean, for me as a wheelchair user, the idea of being a father, like I've always wanted to. I've, I, I want to, but I'm also like, 
just like you can't hold the kid can't yep. really take care of the kid can't mm-hmm. do the, like i can be a great buddy to the kid sure mm-hmm. but when mm-hmm. it comes time to like do the parental stuff i couldn't and so i definitely understand that fear and i think the fact that you're putting that out in content is important too because a lot of people with chronic conditions and visible disabilities or very visible disabilities feel the same way and have no place for that so i think it's a great to talk about because it also makes you feel less makes you talking about it feel less alone yeah i I look a lot of my content is funny i'm gonna try and make you laugh whenever i can but i still have a lot of fears (laughs) and a lot of pain and um i mean that physically as well as emotionally right and it's real um and 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 there's not necessarily a answer there it's just like we're gonna keep navigating it one day at a time and i mean i think that's the hard part too is that there's not an answer there and there's not and no one knows and no one can tell you and because disability is so not talked about openly especially conditions that are super rare would you say that your conditions are rare or would you say that it's more becoming more um as far as i know it's pretty rare right well I think it's about, it's under 1% of the world population, which feels pretty rare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then most of people who have it have this, are positive for this gene. I'm one of 10 people who do not have that gene. So I'm, I'm the rare of the rare, which uh, makes me feel pretty cool. So, so like, because you don't have the gene, does that mean you couldn't pass it on to a potential kid? Uh, I don't think that, that that would make me susceptible for catch, passing it on regardless, but um, I'm not entirely sure about that. I've got plenty of other hereditary shit I can pass on, so don't you worry. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, we talked a minute about you wanting to make everybody laugh. Is there, and I know that being disabled can be really fucking funny sometimes. Mm. Is there a moment of like disability or chronic illness that you, we haven't seen on camera that you, that it was like really funny and you're like, that only happened because I have AS. That is a great question. And if you don't mind cutting out the pause of me thinking about it, I'm going to come up with one. Amazing. <clears throat> yes, yes, I will. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there are a couple. One, it's uh, <laughs> the first one that jumps to mind is just all of the things I've used to ice my body. You know, I will normally if I'm not someone with an ice pack, it's like, okay, you got Eggo waffles, you got a bag of peas, you got half a carton of ice cream, whatever is in that freezer is going on this couch and I'm laying on it till it melts. Um, I mean, so I've d- definitely had that a couple of times, especially when we were on the road. Um, but I also, I use this, this sauna bag now. I just started playing with it. I don't even know if it makes me feel better, but heat therapy is really helpful for my pain. Yeah. And so it literally looks like a body bag. It is a black... Like it was actually, it was in the, um, the, the Amazon videos, the last one. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and so, you know, if someone walks in on me, I look like I'm dead. <laughs> um, but I also, uh, because of that, um, because of heat therapy, I sometimes will be stretching naked in my backyard, which is a fun image for everybody. Um, and yeah, one time just, because I was- drink that in yeah, for a minute. Get that into your head. Uh, because of, I was naked one time, my dog uh, started shitting on my living room floor and I opened the front door to run him outside and then realized I was holding my dog naked uh, and then had to run back inside and he continued shitting on the floor. So we, we've had some antics. 
amazing amazing um <laughs> i don't know how to segue out of your dog shooting on the floor yeah you don't don't, don't even try we're just gonna do hard cut smash two amazing let's just smash to that next one um so one of the things that you mentioned a lot in your questionnaire to me was that you and we talked about this a little bit at the beginning but so like if i were to say to you right now zach i think you're disabled how does the idea of you being a part of that community make you feel and I want to explore like what are other than you feeling like you might appropriate the word the wrong way yeah it, what about that can like what about becoming a part of that makes you feel wary um it's really it's really just like I hope that if I say that that I'm that I'm being truthful uh because I don't want to, I think on the internet, people adopt certain uh, identity. What is it? I'm afraid, I think, of saying that I'm something and then other people from that community saying, no, you are not. Uh, and on the one hand, I am very happy you know I like I like hearing next I'm like oh cool I have a community now there are people that understand me uh and I can there are people that I can speak to and empathize who can empathize with me um but on the other hand I just want to make sure yeah I don't know it's weird I'm like am I worthy (laughs) I I I I, I'm fearful that I am adopting a a phrase that doesn't actually apply to my experience and I don't know why I have that hesitation I, as and you're like the 10th millionth guest that I've had that have asked me that has said this literally the same thing you just said. And I'll always say to them, like, you have a right to choose that. If you, yeah. first of all, if you're coming to a place where you're ready to say, I'm disabled, that's a big fucking, that's not an easy thing to come to and be like, all right, this is me because of the stigma we put on dis- disability. So if you're saying that in your head, but you're afraid to like say it to the world, it means that you're like, you're, there basically but also you're allowed to like play with it versioning disabled as you as yeah you that's right. you're, yeah. you're basically your baby gimp <laughs> you're like, <laughs> coming out to be one of us um but no i think like that journey of figuring out what label works for you i have friends that use the word differently able to describe themselves it's not a word that i would use but like i'm not gonna tell them that they can't i'm gonna say cool this is your experience like keep going so i think i think the journey you're on is a valuable one and I think as much as you can explore that for yourself whether that's on or off camera but I think on camera is really cool because you're saying this is my journey with this and giving a name to things that people watching at home with disabilities are going oh wow there's me like I'm sure that chronic pain you know that cr- those chronic pain device videos that video was a big deal for a lot of us because I watched that and went, mm. I have never seen this on a Try Guys video before. This is like really new content. And so to see something that I might use every day in a video like that was a, was a really big deal. And so I think- It's good to hear. Um, I mean, I'm gonna, okay. I, I would love to use this frankly, quite selfishly. And uh, I'm going to stop being worried about saying the right or wrong thing and just have a conversation with you so that I can help navigate this. Yeah, lay it out. Yeah, let's let's just go for it. Uh, what's up, guys? You guys are hearing a <laughs> Zach's brain processing stuff in real time. So I only just maybe 
a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago, had a conversation with a friend with AS where, uh, who's a big advocate in the space. And it was the first time that they said the word disabled about themselves and that that was something, it was the first time that my brain even um, acknowledged that that could be what I was. I was like, wait, oh, I guess. I, I just thought I was someone with a lot of pain. And now I'm trying to wrap my mind around the idea that the word disabled in my mind has, I guess, meant something that I, it goes back to the, the lack of education that I have where I'm like, okay, yeah. I, if, if I hear that disabled, I think of someone who the world does not work for um, because the world disables them, right? Like we, and I'm like, well, is that me? I don't know if that's me. Uh, I think the biggest fear that I have is that, God, please edit this to make me sound smarter. Uh, the, 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 the biggest fear that I have in doing that is saying that I am, and then my medicine kicks in and I start feeling better. And now I am not, right? Because I think what disables me is my pain. And if my pain were to go away, God willing, not that I believe in God, uh, <laughs> then then would I still be? What do you think, man? That's a, wow, that's like a, <laughs> do we have three more hours? Uh, but like, you know, I think that, yes, you will be. Because I, I have seen creators online who I have some creators that I know who have like spinal muscular atrophy and like different conditions who have just started using meds that make their, their pain go away and make their disabilities lessen and they were and you know the fear is valid because they were they were attacked by some people on, online but i kind of watched that and went who cares if their pain went away they're still mm -hmm. disabled like it doesn't mm -hmm. change that because i think disability is a culture i don't think it's a thing that you can just one day you are one day you're not i think particularly for people with like us who were born this way and who were born with these conditions it's in your bones it's in your dna um, mm. so there's, I think also by calling yourself disabled, you bring yourself community. So I don't think that mm. it's so nuanced and hard to like pin it down because it's so different for every person. But I think that like, I think that even if you have meds that made your toe pain go away, you'd still be a disabled person because it could come back tomorrow. The meds could stop working. Who knows? Yeah. I, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. I, it's funny, I have avoided saying it because one, I wanna you know, make sure I know what I'm saying, uh, but also it's like, I want to honor that community and I understand that I'm making content for the disabled community, but I'm like, I don't wanna say something that makes them go like, well, what the, no, fuck you, dude, that's not right. Um, but it sounds actually like the opposite, that to say it would present a great amount of power to the disabled community. I, it really would. And also for you to, I think what, I, what I'm hearing is that if you explored it in a way that was you learning about it and you did, maybe you did a video or you did some content that was like, like this, for instance, is you just literally, this podcast is you just literally figuring it out and talking about it openly. I think that's really valuable because so many of us with disabilities are expected to have one finite answer of what we think it means and then put that out there in the world because that's the accepted terminology by XYZ community members. And my thing is like, why can't we just talk about it? Let's talk about the raw, 
let's talk about it without like trying to label what it is and, and say exactly the right things and say the most like PC way. Let's get into like the real dark shit for a minute and really talk about it. And that's for me where I think the power of, of this community comes from. It sounds like I'm disabled. I mean, that's what it feels like to me. And I think, you know, just the more you, cause I think the more you put it out there and the more you explore it for yourself in a way that's comfy. And again, that could, it could change tomorrow. Tomorrow you could be like, well, I just feel chronically ill today. Not so much as it like, you're allowed. It's allowed. I think it's allowed to fluctuate for me. There's no fucking way you couldn't tell that I was disabled. I'm in a 300 pound chair just sitting here hanging out. But like, you know, I think for people with invisible disabilities like yours that we can see, or for anybody really, if it fluctuates and your terminology changes, it's like I said earlier, it, you have to listen to how the terminology is being used. Like if I said, oh, you're disabled and you're the worst, like, oh, fuck off. Or, sure. oh, you're disabled, it's so hard for you to get around. Like, if I did that, that's gross. But if I was like, you know, no, you're disabled. Like, like, I think it's the way we use the terms and how we talk about them that make them powerful, that give them power. Yeah, that makes, oh, wow, this is fun. There's a leaf blower immediately outside my window during this poignant, uh, life-changing conversation that I'm having. What the fuck, man? Read the room. Amazing. Uh, um, yeah, and I think it, it goes back to the existing, well, okay, I'm sorry for that ambient noise that's going to be there. Uh, it goes back to the existing verbiage in how, people have communicated to me about my experience. Like I have, even just having inclusive spondylitis, I've gone through so many phases of knowledge. Uh, when I first got diagnosed, that's all I wanted to know. I wanted to know the name and I wanted to know the medicine and I wanted to not think about it ever again. Yeah. And it wasn't until my body was like, hey, you know, I, you need to think about this more because I'm going to hurt you every day that I then started to learn a little bit more. And then I tried to ignore it again. And I'm each step of the way, I'm now three, four years into my diagnosis, I'm still coming to terms with it, accepting it and learning about my condition, but no one at any point, um, you know, all, all of the language around it is uh, calling it an illness, not um, a disability. And so it's been hard for me to shift that part of my brain. But uh, over the last month and a half, I've, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> I mean, that's a really short, that's a short time span to like learn all this stuff. Um, I want to be yeah. off. And, <laughs> well, and also like, it's like, you know, you don't want to make it your whole life. Like I also still want to like watch Always Sunny at the end of the day or whatever. Like, you know, I just want to like yeah. turn on TV and laugh and not just spend all my time researching this thing that I'm forced to think about every day because uh, I, I can't ignore it. Um, I want a question that I popped in my head a, a few minutes ago that I almost forgot about, but if you could... Just so people understand, if you could describe your pain, what does it feel like? Oh my God. Oh, well, I, so I'm writing right now a, so a scripted video where I'm actually trying to answer that exact question. Um, and hopefully scripted writing, screenwriting, is like my original passion before making unscripted videos. And there is not a lot of great content around invisible illness and like chronic pain and like what the fuck does it feel like because you can't see it no one can see this thing yeah. it's driving me crazy so i came up with a bunch of imagery uh trying to um trying to get it like okay right in the middle of my neck 
it feels like a twig that someone is constantly stopping, stomping on, uh, or maybe more, more, um, this is one of my worst days, of course, like, like a jackhammer right there. Right. But then that causes inflammation where the side of my neck feel like I'm just wrapped in, uh, I'm so excited talking about them being so horrible. <laughs> uh, uh, the sides of my neck feel like an inflatable life vest or kind of like, you know, when you get um, pressure in your ear from going on an airplane, yeah. imagine that in the side of your neck. That's, oh. that's what it feels like all the time. Um, my like shoulder blades, I don't know how you would describe that. It's like, it's like someone's punching my bones. I don't know. Uh, down the side of my neck through my shoulder um, is more of a shooting nerve pain that feels like when you the side of the operation table when you you know you get that zap yeah um uh on my hips i wrote that (laughs) so stupid it feels like a demon is trying to slow dance with me and it's just slowly wrapping his fingers around my around my waist um there is this inaccessible persistent bruise on my tailbone i don't know what visual gets to that one but it's just like it's always fucking there and i don't know what um I have it too. There's, I know exactly the one. I know. Yeah, like yeah. What, what what image gets that? I don't. I that one I haven't been able to crack. Um, there is just the overwhelming tightness of my back muscles, which feels like an exercise band that is just being stretched to its absolute limit. There is an overwhelming pressure just throughout my body. You know, I sometimes feel like a, a piece of wood in between clamps that's getting you know squeezed until it splinters. Um, and I'd say the most frustrating of all of them is just this persistent feeling that if I could just crack my back once in the right way, that this would all go away and I can never do it. Oh, that's just the word. It's just that one little thing could make everything be better. It's just like, I, I feel it. I feel like if I could just <laughs> like have Stone Cold Steve Austin just like suplex me, that he would just hit that little piece of my back and I would go, oh, there it is. I mean, you, that could be a video, although your, his fee would be that would be the end of the dry guys right there. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a price to pay. Um, I because because you're new to you're new to this journey, I wanted to give you the opportunity to like because I'm a seasoned gimp, <laughs> super disabled. Um, I wanted to give you the chance to just ask any questions around disability that you might have that I can answer, maybe. Um, a couple, uh, I appreciate this opportunity. I mean, I guess the first, um, to, to kind of round out the conversation of is Zach Kornfeld disabled, which is a hell of a title for this. If you want, um, oh, there it is. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. <laughs> there it is. Uh, what is being disabled mean to you? Like, what is, what does that word mean? What, what qualifies someone as disabled? <laughs> Certainly can't answer the larger question of what qualifies what is this because I don't fucking know. Uh, but hey, you said, you said you had all the answers. I did. Well, <laughs> I said, maybe I can answer it for you. But, but, you know, what it means to me is it's been my life from day one. Like, yeah, I haven't really had a choice in the matter. So even in the days where I fucking hate it and I don't want to be dealing with it, which was me yesterday or like two days ago, I didn't love it. But I'm grateful that it, that I that I have a disability because the other option is to not have been alive. So like, well, you gotta like you gotta you have to take 
the good with the bad. And it doesn't mean that every, like people always say, oh, be positive, be happy. And, you know, when it comes to disability, that doesn't mean you're happy every second of the day. And sure. it doesn't mean you can't express um, discontent. You're allowed to be frustrated. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's because uh, to be disabled means that there are certain people are not going to be thinking about you all the time. The world is not going to be accommodating to you all the time. And uh, for you and I, there's pain. Yeah. I'm going to be pissed off at the pain. And it's, and it's, you know, it's okay. And also, you know, to be disabled means, but on the other side of that, to be disabled means community, to be disabled means I get to have conversations like this with, you know, people that I've watched on YouTube, for, you know, but, but, you know, I get to have conversations like this around disability. I get to bring a knowledge base. And my favorite thing about being disabled sometimes is as a speaker and as a creator is to bring a knowledge base to people who are like, I have never fucking considered that before my whole life. And mm. now I will. And now I do. And so like when they say to me, like, thank you for teaching me this, even though like every disabled person doesn't have to have or be a teachable moment, I personally take pride in like, oh, if I can show you this and change your, your worldview in like 20 seconds, how cool is that? Yeah, uh, that's, that's a great answer. Um, I mean, the, the things I want to ask you are frankly, like, I want to, uh, as I meet more people with, with ankylosing spondylitis as I meet more people within the broader chronic pain and disabled community uh, bring them into my fold to have as people who I can run the content by that I want to make and to to uh, get feedback and to make sure I'm making stuff that speaks to people uh, in a in a true and and right way so I would like to do that and and have you there but to ask more broadly like as I continue on, on my journey and think about what kind of content I can make that is beneficial to the disabled community, what do you think? What do you want to see? What do you think? Like, I can oh, tell you what is, I'm thinking, but wow, this is like, I'm going to give it to you broadly first. This is like me being able to like make a Try Guys video right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'd love a whole, let's do a long essay form video on what ableism is because people don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I think so. People don't have a clue what it is. I mean, I think that could be funny. I think like bringing disabled creators on the show or disabled people on the show with you or on the channel with you for a day to be like, let's do, let's go around LA and see what's accessible together for varying types of disabilities. Like, you know, bring somebody with vision loss, bring somebody with hearing loss, mm. bring a whole bunch of disabled people together in, you know, a variety of shoots and be like, here's what we can do to make it work. But also maybe like start small, start from like, the second try team and be like, hey, what can we do to make the office more accessible? Like, what can we do to make all of this work for, because I'm sure that, he, that he, there are people that work on your team that have disabilities that they haven't said a word about. And then mm. you said, hey, I want to talk to the team about this for a minute to find out like how we can be more accessible. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that's super cool. I love that. Something that I'm thinking about a lot right now with my content um, so I'm trying to make videos about, you know, chronic pain, as I, as I said, and trying to show, what is it? Uh, many people with pain, they can't show their pain and people can't see their pain. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to do is to show the lengths at which people are willing to go to for their pain as a way for people without pain to go, oh my God, you're willing to do that. You must really hurt. 
Um, and I think the Amazon video was a small version of that where it's like, okay, I'm going to test these insane 25 products. And one of them is literally laying on a bed of nails <laughs> that, that makes someone scream. And that did not my, look pleasant for you or for I Keith. love it. Oh my God, I love it. I literally, it's under my desk and I just like play with it on my feet all the time. I, I think it's so delightful. Um, <laughs> but my, my hope is to show things that are a little more sensational in that way, not to sensationalize chronic pain and disability, but to show like, hey, here's what I am willing to do just to even see if it works. Um, a more extreme example, I'm thinking about doing a mini doc on this woman uh, who she has Lyme disease. And the, the thing that she has found as a treatment that works is something called bee sting therapy, where she oh, will, yeah. you, you've heard, so you know of this. Yeah. Okay. It blew my mind when I heard about this. And it's obviously very controversial because people can die from bee stings. But also, like, the fact that she even thought to try it. <laughs> I mean, uh, I would never want to do it. But hey, listen, if that's going to help her and nobody will die, then great. Right. Um, and I think that there are things like that, that that help kind of connect those dots in people's brain of like, oh, my God, I would never want to get stung by bees, by 10 bees in my spine. But that's <laughs> she prefers that to the pain that she feels. Oh, I didn't understand what that pain actually meant. Um, so I'm trying to do a lot in, on the pain side of it to, to, what is the word? Like to humanize the pain, to, to, to help people understand what we mean when we say I'm in a lot of pain all the time. Yeah. And I think that I said, again, like you said earlier, wanted to do a video where you like describe what it feels like, what it looks like, that kind of stuff is so valuable. Um, yeah. because I work in sex and disability, like I know also that there are a lot of people who say bdsm and whips and chains and all that stuff for disabled kink is also a pain reliever so you might get into some weird kinky places when you do that video because no a lot kidding. of people have said like if i can get you to 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 whip me or flog me or do all those things with sexy kink stuff then my pain that i feel every day goes away because the pain is diverted to another place that's fascinating. That never occurred to me, but yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. So, I mean, there might be like a funny, there might be like a fun, a, a Zach dominatrix video somewhere. Bring over there. your nine tails, Andrew. Let's do this. <laughs> I am there for that. I had a question that was kind of about, about pain. Can I whip you, Zach? Yeah. All right. I mean, sure. yes, I'm there yeah. for it. Let's go. Yeah. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> but I wonder, you know, you also, you also created a tea company recently. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was curious, did, did you creating Zatico teas have anything to do with chronic pain? It had everything to do with chronic pain, 100%. So I started drinking tea um, for two reasons. One, I have horrible, I think IBS, it's kind of hard to diagnose it, but just stomach gut issues broadly. Stay in my life. Hey. Coffee, like, just, I don't know what I have. I say IBS because it's easier. I just... I'm a gut monster. <laughs> um, that, that's what it is. And so uh, coffee turns me into a gas monster. I like literally like demon farts from hell. Uh, just oh, the no. absolute worst. Just terrible, right? Um, so sorry to all of your listeners. So <laughs> I can't drink coffee. I have a hor horrible allergy to it. But I was at the same time experiencing this unbelievable pain somnia. And so I needed something 
to give me energy. And so tea, there was this, this kind of glorious period where my symptoms were a little bit more under control. And tea was the thing that kind of gave me my life back for a little bit. It allowed me clarity of mind. It allowed me energy. It allowed me, me peace. It allowed me something that could soothe me at the end of the day or when I was having a really shitty day. So I wanted to, what, uh, I don't even know what pun I made, so no, nope, really, not intended. A really shitty day. <laughs> oh, there it is. Shitty, shitty, uh, Oh, shit. And then the gut, the gut. Yeah, that kind of. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I had those too. Um, so it was just like, hey, I want to make the one thing that I didn't see out in the market was an anti-inflammatory energizing tea. You know, all of the herbal teas are for going to bed, and I'm like, hey, I want to feel that. I want to feel calm and good and all that but I also need to wake the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so can we, can we make something that, that does both of them? And uh, from that, the vision of, of Zadiko was born and it's, it's been neat. It's like, you know, I just, one of the things that Try Guys has afforded me is this opportunity to dabble in all of these things that to be frankly honest, I'm totally unqualified for. And so I got to learn like, what, what is a tea company? How does that work? How do you make new flavors? And it was really fun and rewarding to, to go on that journey. And in the process, make a product that I wanted, that I needed, that hopefully could, could serve some good in other people's lives as well. Um, and as we've gone forward now, now I'm just trying to think like, I'm really trying to not even let it be my company at all. Like, I don't want people to buy it because they're like, oh, Zach, cool. I want to support you. Like, no, like literally don't. Like, just only buy it if it's something that you want. And now I'm trying to have people within my fan base be like, like, what, what tea will help you out? Cool, let's make it. Like, I, this is, there's no ego for me anymore in it, even though my face is on the packaging. Because uh, that will make me feel really gross if I'm selling it you know, frankly, overpriced tea because it's hard to make a small tea company. It's more expensive than the tea that you can buy anywhere else. I, I know yeah, yeah. that. So yeah, just if it's cool, if you like it, let's go for it. And uh, you that's, that's make, where I'm at right now. You should make something of that. You should make a pain tea. Like some, you should make a, you should make a, a you should t something about pain and tea. Like, cause I don't know. I can't think of the title right now, but something about chronic pain and tea would be a really cool. Weird I know. It's, I mean, that's kind of where the original vision came from. And now I'm just making two flavors for the summer that are just like, just nice. They're just nice flavors. Uh, <laughs> but it's what I've been also trying to tell people, like, I, I want to be clear. I do not have the illusions that I've made a tea that is going to make your pain go away. It is just meant to be a tea that is a partner for you on the days that are tougher, right? which for me is every day. So uh, <laughs> it's just, this is, this is, a, this tea is like, it's just, it's just your buddy. It's your butt tea. Your bud, bud, bud tea. But yeah, tea. there's something, there's something. We'll, we'll there. get it. We'll workshop we'll, it. Yeah. We'll just, we'll play with it. Um, I don't want to keep you around because I know you're a busy guy and you got stuff to do. And it. we went through a lot of stuff today, but this was so fun and I was fucking nervous before. And now I'm totally not, but. Good. Well, I, 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 I was going to make a joke that I started not nervous and now I am. No, that's not true at all. It was <laughs> totally <laughs> delightful to, to speak. And I, I look, frankly, I hope it was a good episode. I, I hope that people got something out of it. I came in here quite selfishly and I feel like I got more from this than, than anyone else listening. So I, I appreciate the time. Well, I certainly enjoyed it. And I'd love to, I, I think I emailed you the other day and I was like, if you're doing a show about guilty pleasure, if you do a guilty pleasures podcast, I want, saw that like, 
disability content, there's a bunch of like you should if you need a guest, it's what I, I okay, do. I know, I know a guy. You know what's so funny too is that we did not intend to, but that show Guilty Pleasures is is my so it's my my passion project, my little baby. We we talk about movies that uh, you love despite what the world may say. And uh, Kelsey Dara and Garrick Bernard, who are my two co-hosts, both also suffer from severe chronic pain. And we did not talk about that before we formed this alliance. I knew Kelsey <laughs> had TMJ, but Garrick, like he just said it casually one day. And we're like, what? No, what? All three? What? No. Amazing. Uh, so now it's the, the number one chronic pain cast podcast. Sorry. It's now the number one chronic pain podcast that has nothing to do with chronic pain. Uh, I'm here for it, though. So, like, if you ever, because I also do, like, movie reviews on my show. Oh, right on. So, if ever you need, like, content ideas, let me know. Okay, we're going to have to, we'll, we'll have to pick out your movie. We'll, we'll make it happen. Uh, um, but how can the I, people... I, frankly, I want to keep talking, but yeah, we'll, we'll maybe do it off air sometime. Yeah, yeah. How can the people uh, get a hold of you? How can they follow you? How can they support your things? What do they do? Uh, they'll you'll find me if you want me uh at corn diddy on all of the things and then guilty pleasures that's that's the show i love the most right now so go check it out but all of the videos that andrew and i have been talking about are on the try guys youtube channel and in the months to come i'll i'll have some some more good stuff hopefully that cornfeld i could sit and talk with you for like another five hours but nobody wants to hear that so this is so fun and i'd love to talk to you again soon a pleasure let's do it okay bye take care We'll do. All right, everybody. Well, that's another beautiful episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories. Thank you so much for sticking around and for listening and being there for every episode of the show. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to www.andrewgerza.com and you can book me for talks and see more of what I'm doing. You can also follow me on my Instagram and Twitter at andrewgerza underscore. That's where I do a lot of my disability justice and social justice stuff around disability, have a lot of great conversations around disability, and try to make disability accessible to everyone there. So follow me there. If you want to follow the podcast, you can download it on any podcast player, as well as you can go to our Twitter, our Disability After Dark Twitter, DisAftDarkPod on Twitter. Um... Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to support the show, again, you can go to patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark to pledge as little as $1 a month or $5 a month. Also, please, wherever you listen to your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. It really helps getting, getting the show noticed. Also, if you want to be on the show, pop me an email at disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. Let me know your suggestions for show ideas, things you want to hear on the show, stories about disability that you want a light shone on. Thank you so much for listening. I'm, of course, your delectable host, Andrew Gerza. Let's stay comfy, cozy, and crippled, and we'll be back soon. Thanks, friends. Bye. Copyright Notice. Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Drew Gerza and Wheels on the Ground Productions. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music, are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. 
copyright 2020-2021.